Welcome to Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu, episode number 53. My name is Gabe Estel. I'm here with my co-hosts, Dennis Levi Leach and Jonathan Getz. How's it going, guys? Good. Wonderful. In- intensity, intensities. All right, here we go. Um, well, glad to be back, everybody. Hope everybody had a great week. And um, tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about the recent Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, which was just last week. Uh, We're going to talk about Steve Miller and uh, some of the harsh words he had for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, where he was just inducted, as well as the Black Keys uh, induction in response to his criticism. And then also, this is very exciting, you may recall last year we inducted, we kind of created our own Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, the 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 sh- the, the, the chew-ins, if you yeah. will, shoe-ins or chew-ins. Um, so that is our Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, and we inducted three artists last year, Marshall Tucker Band, Kevin Kinney, uh, and Faith No More. So uh, we're going to induct three more artists tonight, which we're very excited about. Sophomore and- class. That's right. Yeah, the sophomore class. Exactly. So got the inaugural class out of the way. And hopefully some great artists, some great artists will be joining them tonight. There will be no sophomore slump. There won't be. No, we're, these are all these are all quality cuts here. Uh, no sophomore slump, and we're excited to induct them and get started. Do we so, have Kevin Moss here to help us induct these <laughs> sophomores? And <laughs> right. You know, no Kevin Moss, but we've got some great stuff anyway. So let's go ahead and get started, guys. Um, you know, as We'll set up some context here. I think a lot of people have probably followed the issue since it became sort of a national story. But uh, last week, uh, some great artists were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, I know some people have ambivalence around the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I do for one, and we've talked about it on the podcast fairly extensively. But nonetheless, they introduced some in, – yeah, excuse me, inducted some great artists this year. Among them, uh, Cheap Trick, Deep Purple, NWA, as well as – sort of the, the point of controversy here, uh, not because of his induction, but because of what he said about the whole process, Steve Miller uh, of the Steve Miller Band, obviously. And, you know, Steve Miller had pretty harsh words when he got off stage. So not during the acceptance speech. He performed like most of the artists do. Um, but when he got off stage and he was asked about what it was like to have this happen to him, etc., um, he didn't seem that honored by it. Quite frankly, he seemed quite kind of pissed off about the whole thing. Um, and there's, you know, there's plenty of articles out there. Um, Rolling Stone, in particular, did a, a brief interview with him uh, where he uh, he really slagged the the process essentially. You know, kind of summarized some of his complaints were that um, they didn't accommodate his band and all of their family and friends that would. That would attend the show. Yeah, they uh, to go into detail on that, they gave him two tickets. That's what he so, said. So him and his wife, and then if he wanted his band to come, it was ten thousand dollars per band member. <laughs> that's 10, what they said. Dollars. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't think he's gonna lie and make that number up. I doubt it. Um, one thing that I read, and I'm not, I'm not defending charging ten thousand dollars. I mean, thank God Parliament wasn't members. elected. Yeah. <laughs> Like, right, cost um, a million dollars. Million dollar band. <laughs> it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, though, is a nonprofit, right? And it's it's. Does this fund know, like, the the Rock Hall? Yeah, I think it, it's 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 a fundraiser, which I didn't know. I didn't know prior to reading about you know the 
a lot of this surfaced around the Steve Miller because the president of the Rock Hall responded to Steve Miller's criticism, um, and he um, sort of um, rebuked a lot of the things that uh, that Steve Miller refuted a lot of things. Excuse well, me. That, I, that I mean, Steve I can see so. understand using it as a fundraiser, but don't yeah. charge the inductees. Right. Right. Charge everybody else but the inductees. Yeah, and and the 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 president's response to that was. Steve Miller sits on a lot of charity boards. He should know that, you know, these events are fundraisers and we can't accommodate everybody, essentially, is what he said. Aren't they? Um, but it's like arenas. I know. I know. It's like an arena. <laughs> They're like, there's I, not I, enough room Cle- in I the I think they arena. moved it back to Cleveland. Oh, did they? Have they? I don't know. It was it's in, not New in New York anymore. It usually was at like the Astoria in New York. Right. Or Waldorf Theaters yeah. in New York. Um,. But I think I think it's back in Cleveland, which I like. I think it should be there. Yeah. You know, yeah. New York has enough cool stuff. Like, the the building is in Cleveland. Like, you know, yeah. give Cleveland the night and host the ceremony right. there. You know, uh, Cleveland deserves more love. So, so, so yeah. So Steve Miller, his complaints were that you know the whole process is convoluted. They should redo. They should just start over uh, and change the criteria. Um, he described the whole thing as kind of like an old boys club. And also he was – this is an important piece as well. He was inducted by the Black Keys, who apparently are big fans, obviously. And um, they said that he was very cold to them. Right? Like they, they didn't get paid to induct him. You know, they, they flew out there. or On their own dime, they said. On their own dime, right, and they, to honor him and because you know he's meant a lot to them. And, uh, you know, he kind of gave him the cold shoulder and said he didn't even know who their music. Welcome really. to rock and roll idols. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't uh, you know your, your idols are probably bound to disappoint you when you meet them. So, um, you know, I'm really hoping Ace Freely's cool if we ever get together. But I, I, I just don't know if that'll be the case. But anyway, um, so that's 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 the context of the story. Um, and I want to get you guys' take on it um, to me. As more details emerge, I think Steve Miller looks worse and worse as as the more I read about the story. Um, and I don't know if you guys read what he said. Um, maybe you did. But um, to me, it didn't sound like a guy that was very lucid. I, I don't yeah. mean to – like I don't, I don't know his health. Okay, He's what, like 71, 72 years old at this point. So he's an aging veteran musician. Yeah, he still tours, et cetera. But a lot of people who are in their 70s, and let's face it, a lot of classic rock artists are approaching that, that, that uh, what is it, septuagenarian status, <laughs> right? Um, they might not necessarily always be thinking clearly. You know, I mean... Well, uh, in, in my experiences with people in their 70s, that's the time when they lose the filter. Yeah. And I think so he, I mean, yeah, I think he just said what he felt, and I think, I think Steve Miller, be, I think comes from an era when celebrities could say stuff, and it wasn't blown out of proportion because there was no internet and there wasn't social media. Of, yeah, there wasn't uh, yeah. anything like that. Not to excuse what he said, but I mean, I agree with a lot of what he said. I although we we've always felt it was just like kind of popularity contest and. Sure. You know the rules to get in were were different for basically every artist. 
Yeah. Yeah, when they shouldn't be. It should be kind of some universal criteria. But I I agree with what you're saying, Levi, but when I was reading the transcript of what he said during that interview, I just didn't think it was very lucid. Like, I felt like he, he bounced from point to point. You know, it was just like, I don't know if they just caught him at a bad moment or if this is how he really is, but... Like, there weren't, like, transitions between points. It seemed like he was just kind of grabbing things out of the blue. It was just like this cranky old guy that was like, get off my lawn. You know, I uh, I don't know if that's who he is. I don't know the guy. I'll probably never meet him. But it, I, I, I just didn't, to me, it didn't seem like he was totally playing with a full deck. I got to be honest, just from the way it was spoken, you know? I don't know. Crazy. I think given what he said and kind of given – just what I know about Steve Miller, which granted is more of an FM history. I don't own a lot of Steve Miller band albums, any. And although uh, the greatest hits was one of my Columbia house uh, free. <laughs> oh yeah. Everybody had that. jungle love. Is anybody else like really surprised that he's in the rock hall? I, I see him. I'm a little bit surprised that he got in before some, and, and I'm trying to be objective here because I'm thinking of, of like who they kind of bring in and yeah. he just seems like an unlikely inductee and it and was, it's reinforced yeah. by his sentiments about the industry i assume he's been vocal about it for his career if uh, sales are one criteria though that yeah that oh, um i mean don't that, get me wrong i mean the dude that greatest hits sold yeah. like 20 million yeah right. so and i think like, when you know when tons the, of hits right when right. they announced this list of nominees and inductees um I think I said it before, it it was like a catch-up year. They're, like, trying to catch up and get, like, the FM radio darlings okay. yeah, that they've, I... like, passed over. It seems like so, they're trying so to get... look out, Boston, next year. You're coming. Oh, or yes, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. well, I'll take it. Speaking of, do we want to get into that? Do we want to get into, um, uh, the, as, as you put it, the Not in the Hall of Fame uh, guys? Well, there's a good website out there called Not in the Hall, I think it's called. NotInHallOfFame.com. It, uh, NotInHallOfFame.com, which I just stumbled upon today when I was just kind of doing some cursory research for this episode. And uh, it covers the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and then um, all of the, the major sports and just sort of the historic snubs, if you will, in the Hall of Fame. And, yeah, there's some great artists that are eligible that aren't in there. Um, you know, some of those people I think they'll probably be getting around to in the next few years. Um, but yeah, you know, I, um, we've, we've talked, we've talked about this on the show before. I mean, rock and rolls, like album sales are the only thing you can really quantify here. Yeah. You know, it's hard to quantify the impact or the influence that these artists had on sales, ticket sales, right. But like, like a lot of shitty people sold a lot of albums and a lot of tickets, you know, I mean, they certainly reward bands that are influential like the ramones never sold a lot of records no comparatively speaking Mm -hmm. but they're in the rock and roll hall of fame because they're influential and critics think they're important and i i I think they're important too but you know what i mean and on the flip side you have iron maiden who can sell out any arena in the world yeah and they're not Yeah. yeah so there's there's um you know there's gatekeepers here you know they Hell, they kept out my favorite band. They kept out Kiss for a long time, you know, because, quote unquote, you know, Kiss isn't smart people's music. You know what I mean? It's, it's for it's for the the populist 
you know, sweaty masses out there. It's not, it's not, you know, Elvis Costello and Iggy Pop and David Bowie, all artists I love, by the way, as well. Do you guys know what I mean here, though? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. There's yeah. definitely an attitude. And, um, yeah, well, I'll talk about that more when we get into our nominees. Yeah, I, I think sometimes it comes down to what is the artist trying to accomplish and and how well are they accomplishing that that task that they set out to do and like like kiss you know it's a different message that they're that they're that they're trying to communicate and but if you're not even receptive to the message then yeah it's going to take a while to to garner enough uh uh, garner enough votes i guess in this case to to get you into such a, a hallowed hall yeah yeah i've noticed a trend here guys as well you know steve steve miller's really surly attitude about being in the rock and roll hall of fame you know with celebrities whether it be movies or or music um i've noticed a trend right maybe even authors as well it's cool to say you don't give a shit about awards but i've noticed that most of the people who say they don't give a shit still show up shockingly it's the irony yeah Yeah, right if like if you don't like the award just don't you've got the right to not go Okay. Like, well, I mean, it, it yes. is like a totally punk rock move of Steve Miller band to go there, get the award, and then in the green room be like, this is all a bunch of BS. It is, but uh, they still took the award, though. You no, know what I mean? Like, yeah, if they were yeah. to say, like, you know what, I don't believe in this. I'm not I'm not going, you know? Yeah, I, I, But I bet that those people, they, they end up kind of scrubbing them. Like, if, if there have been people, it makes you wonder if there have been artists that have said, I'm not interested then they aren't going to bother voting for. Yeah, the Van no, Halen brothers didn't go. Wait a really? little while. Yeah. Wait a little while till his uh, his little exhibit opens in Cleveland. It'll be like Steve Miller's pack of chewing gum, like in a case or something. <laughs> that's it. It'll be like, yep, that's our uh, Steve Miller band exhibit. Steve Miller band yeah. sour grapes. <laughs> Did um, because I I don't th- I'm, I'm sure he's not in as a solo artist. I wonder was Boss Skaggs there. Because, you know, he played with him. He was ori- in the original Steve Miller band, yes. I don't know I, who I don't know. was inducted, yeah. you know, of the band. Well, and that that goes to another thing about his, his lucidity. Uh, he took a lot of acid in San Francisco back when back in the day. Uh, maybe yeah. that's coming back on him. Maybe that's – who knows? Right. Beats me. Um, yeah, well, anyway, guys, let's get to the real Hall of Fame. Okay. Now this is kids. This is the Hall of Fame that you need. All right. Um, Rock and roll Shinsu Shoes, second class of inductees, the shoe ins, if you will. Um, Let's talk about those. Last year, uh, we inducted. Each of us contributed an inductee, and it was um, uh, Kevin Kinney in his work solo and with Driving and Crying. Excuse me. Uh, Marshall Tucker Band, and then also Faith No More. Now, the only criteria, if I remember correctly, that we we put a lot of thought into this, everyone. Um, <laughs> the only criteria that we had was they had to have more than one great record, right? I mean, do we kind of all agree on that? You know, like you got to have more than one, you know, like good record. You can't just have like a good record and then a bunch of shitty records and okay records, right? Mm-hmm. You had to have more than one at least. Um, and then also you, um, you are likely 
to not be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, that could change. You know, I mean, of the people that we nominated last year, if they were probably going to nominate anyone or induct anyone, it would probably be the Marshall Tucker Band, you know. And right. I, I don't see that happening, yeah. but, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean, of, of yeah. the folks that we mentioned. Um, I would, I would certainly lobby for Kevin Kenny, but I don't think I don't see that happening. Yeah. But anyway, so that was our criteria, you know, more than one great record and then also um, unlikely to get inducted into the actual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So without further ado, let's hear this year's class. And you know what? I'm going to go to Levi first because I have no idea who his nominee is will be okay levi jody watley who is it gonna be all right <laughs> damn damn how'd you know damn uh, no everybody in the news lately all the talk of the town everywhere has been a band called uh gnr but i'm gonna talk about the original and they're already in the original three-letter band and that's gfr <laughs> nice Grand Funk Railroad. Good move. No Good critics, move. darling, ever in their entire career, but a right band of Michigan, a band of the people. They sold millions and millions yeah. of records. They sold out Shea Stadium in seventy-two hours, and it took the Beatles almost three weeks. And for those of you folks, we'll post a link to it. That Shea Stadium footage of Grand Funk kicks ass. Humble Pie opened for them. Oh, God. Yeah, it Damn. was Humble Pie at Grand Funk Railroad. Don Brewer said, Don Brewer, they choppered him in. And as they came down, Don Brewer saw all the people and saw just like the craziness. And he said it was the first time he was ever scared to play. Like, hmm. he was like, he's like, holy shit, there is a lot. You can lot see how that would be a little anxiety inducing. <laughs> yeah. it, is, it is Shea Stadium, New Yorkers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so they had more than one good album i would say i would say they qualify with that you know you got closer to home you got we're an american band you got shining on there's there's e pluribus funk of the world beware <laughs> right and and just like gnr they were not afraid of a cover they played some excellent covers throughout yeah. studio records yeah they uh and they even had hits with them like locomotion which is kind of corny but they good, they though. were yeah they were they they played covers you know back when a lot of a ton of rock bands weren't doing that and having success with it they do a pretty good version of gimme shelter too it's not that as oh, popular, yeah. but it's it's yeah. pretty good yeah. yeah and i'm you know i a lot of a lot of people say they weren't critic darlings because of their original manager terry knight like he uh <laughs> He wouldn't let anybody like interview him ever, and uh, mm. then would like take out full page ads in magazines or newspapers one time, like of them like giving the finger. <laughs> yeah, and so like like they pissed off a lot of critics that way, and uh, they were a people's band. Oh yeah, like I said, Don Brewer even mentions that how 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 much the critics hated them. They would read reviews of concerts. And they would mention like songs they didn't play, so they knew the the critics weren't even at the shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The definitely populist rock man, and they and and they're great. I mean, I I uh, I'm with good good choice, man. Yeah, uh, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I root for Grand Funk. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, and I you know they uh they're just one of those bands of 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 your youth. You know what I mean? They're a great band for anybody to listen to. 
uh, you know, any time. When I was like 13 or 14, the first time I heard Closer to Home, it kind of blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Saying, oh, like, yeah. If you if somebody gives you those records right around that age group, I think it's it's like a perfect uh, awakening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was one of the first 45s I bought was Closer to Home. Yeah. I, I, you know what? A single of theirs that rips to Walk Like a Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Another cover. Yeah. 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 All right. Good stuff, man. Good show. Yeah. Class 2016. Yeah, I like some Farner, man. Right on. Yeah. All right, gets let it rip. All right. I'm uh I'm inducting uh the king of the lo-fi boogie, the man Neil Young called right. next to Jimi Hendrix, the best electric guitar player he had ever heard. Mm. Mr. JJ Kale. There you go. Uh, Widely influential. Widely. And, uh, you know, J.J. Kale uh, recorded, uh, he recorded After Midnight in, like, 1966, and he just failed. Like, he couldn't make it in L.A., so he moved home. And it was in 1970 that Clapton covered it, um, and all of a sudden it charted. And I would is, love to hear the story, how Clapton, like, got a hold of I know, it. Look. right. Yeah, it's like, unusual. It's, you know, at the time, it, was, it would have been such an obscure tune. Exactly. Right. Right. Um, there, there must have been some mutual um, uh, record company guys involved. Yeah. And uh, as, of course, we all know, or people who in the know know, you know, Eric Clapton's sound was very much influenced by J.J. Kale. And, uh, uh, and, and they, were, they were pretty good friends. Um, fortunately, Eric Clapton probably helped J.J. Kale make more money than he oh, ever yeah. would have made on his own. Oh, yeah. Sure. He got checks for his whole life, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, so JJ yeah, Kale is a guy who's, who's been, he's been covered, uh, by, uh, just ever, I mean, uh, Clapton Skinner, uh, oh, yeah. Waylon Jennings, Beck, Santana, Weisberg Panic, um, and his string of seventies records. So Kale finally released his first record in 1972. He released two records actually that year, naturally and really, uh, and uh, went on to record also Oki, Troubadour, and Five that decade. And, and he was he was a really kind of DIY guy mm-hmm. uh, when it came to recording. And, and that's why I think he's he was kind of one of the first uh, uh, DIY recording lo-fi guys. I mean, Jesus, uh, naturally, his very first cut starts with a drum machine in 1972. I mean, his album oh, yeah. kicks off with a drum machine. It's some early oh, yeah. drum machine work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, you can hear his influence, like on Mark Knopfler's vocals, um, and uh, and Eric and just Clapton's songwriting oh, yeah. and production styles. And specifically, it 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 was like Clapton's right when Clapton was starting his solo career. Exactly, and yeah. so it like it partnered perfectly. Right, and Clapton was very unsure of his vocals um, yeah. when when he started his, yeah. his solo career. He was. Um, uh, he, he he didn't quite know where to go, and he had no confidence in, in his vocals, much like Hendrix. Uh, you know, Hendrix didn't have much confidence in his vocals when he set out on his solo career. So, uh, and and what you know, what JJ Kale did was you know kind of almost like whisper. Uh, that I saw a cool quote that said um, uh, it was kind of lean in music, where you had to kind of lean in to really to 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 listen to it, and um, and I feel like if he didn't. If Kale, Kale kind of shunned the spotlight, and if he hadn't, uh, uh, he, he I think he'd easily already be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
J.J. Kale is an excellent choice. You know, I'm going to mention a guy that's not often probably mentioned in the same breath as Grand Funk and J.J. Kale. My nominee um, is, I guess, the first hip hop or first rap nominee of uh, the Shoeheads. Uh, I'm going to go with DJ Quick, a nice. veteran MC and DJ who's been in the game for quite some time. Uh, you know, gosh, over over 25 years now. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that I, I had heard him when I was listening to rap when I was really young, you know, like I was aware of him. Um, but I really just started listening to him um, more in recent years, kind of rediscovered him because he put out an album in 2011, which I think is not only one of the best albums of that year. Um, you know, I think it's one of the best probably rap albums. Um, and granted, I don't. I don't survey the whole landscape, um, but, you know, I think it's one of the best rap albums of the last 10 years or so uh, called The Book of David, which I highly recommend everybody uh, checking out. It's his LP from 2011. But going back a little bit further, um, you know, he doesn't have like the household name recognition that a lot of other people, a lot of his contemporaries, people he worked with and people who he was friends with, like, you know, Dr. Dre and. You know, the whole NWA crew and Too Short and, and, and folks like that. He's probably not as well known as those guys are, um, but I think he's just as important. And he um, he put out two albums in the early 90s, uh, one called Quick is the Name and then another one called Way Too Funky, which are they're great records. Um, I mean, way too funky is really funky. Um, it's literal. He is way too funky. Um, and you know, he's, he's a musician as well, you know, which I, um, I don't think it's, you know, fair when people say like, Oh, you know, they rap, they don't play instruments, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think that's bullshit, but he, that said, he, he can play most instruments you put in front of him. He can play the guitar. He can play the bass. He can play drums. Um, in addition to being a really talented DJ as well, um, I saw him live about four or five years ago at the Double Door here in Chicago. And it was a killer show. Um, you know, he played with a full band. Um, like it had a jazz element to it. It had a funk element. Um, you know, it was just really a great concert start to finish. And I would go see him again in a heartbeat. Um, uh, and he... Yeah, I think he's really important, and um, I think he's also a a really good MC. Like he's he's funny, he's clever, um, he uh, is, you know his stuff is a lot of his stuff is kind of smart too, but a lot of it's just kind of kind of fun and fuck you as well, you know. Like it's um, yeah, so check him out. I mean, check. Uh, I I think he. Uh, He's he's important. He's really important, I think. Yeah, I and, definitely uh, agree. Uh, he's like one of the guys that's overlooked when absolutely. they talk about like. Oh yeah, like well, the great guys of, of that the era, 90s. The great guys yeah. of like the early '90s, you know, yeah. um, when rap really started to stake its claim uh, in popular music. Uh, he should be mentioned with all those those greats, you know, of that era. And unfortunately, he's he's not always. So, uh, yeah, I, um, good choice. DJ quick is my, uh, my inductee. So Quick's quick the is the name. Yeah. That's Q I Q U I K by the way. So, um, so yeah, so check out, uh, check out way too funky and, um, and the book of David as well as uh, quick is the name. And also he came out with an album about two years ago called the midnight life, which is really good too. 
So he's still he's and another thing too, he's still putting out great music. You know, so I uh, can't really say that about all of his contemporaries, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, he's uh, he's still doing it right. And then, yeah, in the next day or two, we'll each maybe post five songs from each of our nominees. That yeah. way, all the listeners at home can have a have a, a hall mix from us. Yeah, absolutely. That would be fun. It's the first time those three have ever been on a mix together, but I, I think, think it'll so. work. I'm, I'm ready for work. the concert poster that says J.J. Kale, Grand Funk, and DJ Quick. I'm in. All one right. night only. Flint, Michigan, one night only. Yeah, right. Save so. the water. Yeah, that's right. Um, but anyway, so you can check out us uh, on Twitter and Instagram at RockInChu. That's Rock as in N-W-A, uh, who we mentioned earlier. Um, in the podcast uh, so check us out at Rock Inchu on Twitter and Instagram like us on Facebook as well as check out the website where you can find uh, archived episodes as well as cool links uh, also our show your cards episodes where we discuss baseball cards uh, that have meant a lot to us over the years and uh, just really everything within the whole rock and roll Shinsu Chu universe is on rockchu.com so until next time uh, when we when we uh, uh, tune in to episode 54. Appreciate you hanging out with us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. Peace. Peace.